Hello, welcome to Close Look. Do the thing. Uh, okay, uh, this program is sponsored by Surrey Honda on 152nd and Fraser Highway. For excellent service and the latest deals, check out surreyhonda.com. Nice and done. All right, if you notice we're doing something a little bit different, we're on YouTube. I'm going to need your guys' help to uh, make sure audio is going fine because uh, it all sounds good on my end. But I just got to make sure that it's good on your end. Uh, Dustin, how are you feeling today? Uh, are you going to be standing the whole time? I am. Do you see nothing but my <laughs> mid area? I want everybody to know that uh, as they're tuning in that I'm just seeing this man's chest. And, and uh, he's so excited to do this episode. His, his, his nipples are erect. That's just how excited he is. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing right now. What are you seeing? Sorry. Do you do one more time? What do you mean do it one more time? I told everybody uh, that I'm stuck watching your nipples and your chest, your 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 tummy. That's that's all I get to see his 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 wristbands. At least I get to see that. That'll be that'll be his face. It's because I have um, the uh, I have chat on the side here, so I can see chat on this side on the TV, the big TV. Yeah. And then I have my camera, my main camera right here. What you're seeing is uh, yeah. So, anyways, how's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing great during this non-pandemic pandemic time. Um. Dustin, what have you been up to? Um, well, there was uh, a uh, very... Well, I was working a regular, sh you know, hours. Uh, a little longer than usual because there are fewer people willing to go to work. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm, I am still, you know, I still have my job. I still go to work. And uh, I've gotten my paychecks. You know, it's like things are still kind of sort of going for me. Um. But thankfully, during that time, when I'd be at home, avoiding the world, I'd be playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, Bob does <laughs> say hi. Uh, where do you see that in chat? On YouTube's chat, if you scroll down. You can even do a pop-out chat. No? <laughs> Hold on. We're still learning a couple of things, especially YouTube. So... Dustin's mentioning Final Fantasy VII, and we're going to discuss it a little bit. Because it is... I don't say this a lot about Final Fantasy games, but it is phenomenal. It's super good. Oh, it's Will. Will, why do you have to have so many names on different platforms? <laughs> is William not good enough? Um, so yeah, we're going to discuss Final Fantasy. Dustin, how far in are you? Um, I think I've invested about 12 hours into it. Uh, we can't take his opinion then. What? I'm just making fun of you. That's all. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even hear that. <laughs> I said, uh, can we take, how far in are you? You said, you said about seven, eight hours? 12, 12. Oh, eh, I was off by a little bit. <laughs> and how is it going? How do you like it thus far? Um... I remember the first couple of hours when I was uh, starting, and my face was like a constant grin, and my uh, uh, goosebumps and skin crawling kind of sensations because it's like, wow, like 
verbatim for the opening sequence and all that stuff and certain other aspects of the main story from the original 1997 version it's actually translated really well in this title and it's a lot of fan service but then there are new bits that it's almost kind of like um like i'm struggling to it's like a to insert an adoptive brother kind of thing you know what i mean <laughs> It, it, that's the feeling I get with this new concept. It's like, okay, we're going to elaborate more on stuff that wasn't featured in the original game. And I don't know how I feel about it right now. I haven't finished it, so we'll see how it feeds into the main narrative of Final Fantasy VII. It is, but, it is pretty amazing, though, eh? Yep. It is uh, visually uh, impressive for the PlayStation 4 hardware for what it's worth. I mean... Uh, it pretty much, I think, is the same game engine as FF15 mm -hmm. that they're using. I think they just kind of refined the um, sprites, I think, in great detail. And and the like, I've been noticing how they've been kind of distributing the efforts for the graphics, and it's kind of like, okay, the doors don't look very gr great. Like in all of these cottages, the doors look like shit. <laughs> uh, but uh, generally, it's like because the actual main characters are the highest detail sprites on the whole thing right so it's like okay but i was also impressed with how lived in the npcs were in the game that was impressive man like every npc had some unique line of dialogue so i was really impressed by that that's great no i've been watching i haven't played it per se but i've been watching somebody stream it sorry you're not seeing me on the page right now because i'm trying because of facebook i have to do a lot more work here to get it on Close Looks page. So while that page loads, hi, I'm back. I'm back. Bob G says he can't play yeah, it. Yeah, William. William says he can't. Oh, William can't play. Um, but moving on, I actually did have a structured show. So I, I asked Dustin to watch Iron Man, the first Iron Man, an iconic movie. I think it came out in 2009. 2008. 2008. Okay. Yeah. And I actually wanted to discuss how this impacted the not only the film industry, but how it looked at comic book movies being made. Uh, I want to look at some of the undertones in the movie, because there is a lot. Uh, but Dustin, let's start off with, how do you feel like this revolutionized and changed comic book movies? Um, well, when I think about comic book movies, I think about maybe... What brought my attention to comic book movies in the first place was Blade. Yeah. And that was in uh, uh, 98 as well. I think it was 98. 97, 98, I don't know. Uh, Blade came out in theaters, I think, in 98. But uh, anyway, that movie, I think, heralded the concept that comic book movies could be actually pretty cool if done correctly. And I think that whole thing with Wesley Snipes, you know, being Blade... Uh, you know, over what we have currently confirmed as a different person who's cast as Blade for the MCU. I um, reserve my judgment on what they're going to do with that character uh, when they insert him. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Iron Man is like the, pretty much, like, thanks to Blade and all the su subsequent, like, attempts, like Spider-Man, rhymey Spider-Man, I mean, and, uh, you know, X-Men and all that stuff that existed prior and between that kind of content. And I think that we should attribute to, thanks to their efforts, that Iron Man became what it is. And Iron Man kind of started conceptually in 2006, 
with the uh, uh, Comic Con in 2006 when they made the announcement. Feige was like a young Feige. A young Feige. Like anybody, a young Feige. <laughs> you should see his face when when you actually check out the old YouTube uh, video conferences. Uh, he, man, uh, this business is age of. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's with everything. <laughs> that so. uh, hello, mother, <laughs> Colleen. My mom's on. Hello, hello. Um, I have. How do you? I don't know what she's talking. She's like, how do you send a message through here? I think she's referring to on YouTube. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm waiting for Alicia to respond. I know she might come on today. Uh, but Dustin, back on to Iron Man. I agree with everything yeah. you said. Blade was, and I still think Blade is I, uh, fantastic. And it's a shame that Wesley Snipe probably won't come back and reprise his role, which is sad. I mean, nope. But moving on to Iron Man. Moving on to the man. I have a book here. I wrote notes on the movie. I watched it yesterday morning. Um, so, Dustin, how do you... What's your first initial reaction to the movie? Say you're a casual person. What's your initial reaction? Uh, you know, funny enough, uh, I never cared about Iron Man in the Same. comic books much. And so I was really reluctant to see it the first time in, th in theaters in 2008. And, but I was excited to see Downey Jr. after Tropic Thunder. I was like, oh, man, Tropic Thunder. Mm, fantastic <laughs> performance. So obviously... I don't actually know which came out which uh, before uh, accurately. You would have to Google Earth that stuff. Hey, <laughs> but uh, when did Tropic Thunder but come out? In terms... 2008. So it was? No, it was the same both, year. Both of them. Yeah. yeah, it was the same year, both of them. And I, I'm, I mean, like, Iron Man was, like, on the return trip from hell, <laughs> you know what I mean, in his career. A return trip. And he was doing pretty good with these two movies to start with. It. After that, he was crushing it. And and Iron Man was uh, like, and let's not forget like John Favreau, um, and uh, uh, Feige and a lot of other. Well, yeah, people who were responsible for uh, starting the MCU in the first place, they took a chance by filming Iron Man and uh, Incredible Hulk. I think roughly a month apart or something like that within the same year and and then they had to actually release those films apart. I think eight months or something. I'm not too sure if that's accurate, but uh, yeah, Iron Man was a big deal. It started the whole like maybe thing. next week. Maybe now that, that we're talking about Tropic Thunder, I think we should talk about Tropic Thunder because stuff like in that movie would not be tolerated in today's society. <laughs> I guess not. But we're not going like, to discuss I, it. I think we're going to stay on Iron Man. Okay, yeah. I know you and I are yep. thinking the same thing. Uh, so let's talk about Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. More the character than the man. Um, what's your take on Tony? Like he, because he evolves a lot. If you stay with the movies from Iron Man to Endgame, it's like a total parallel of who he is. But. He was kind of a dick. And when you actually watch Iron Man, now that you have that perspective, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> Do you agree? Yeah, I think that's intentional. They started him no, that I way. I know. Just... Because then... Yeah. So. 
no okay you're not gonna agree or sorry no it, it maybe it's simply the delay of the chat what's going on uh no nothing on the chat right now as far as i know you're asking about what yeah. i think about tony stark right yeah he's a douche he started off as a douche <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's the thing about the parallel with uh, uh captain america after they inserted him it kind of made clear what they were trying to do with their characters by avengers so it's kind of like you see this is the thing though we didn't know yeah. about Avengers until the end. Well, scene even then, film. we didn't know if it was going to happen. So yeah, I mean, after the Hulk came out, it was kind of rocky, anyways. So <laughs> yeah, that that scene with him at the end of uh, Hulk and being like to Thunderbolt I meant, Ross, I meant, I, it's like I hear you got I a problem. The, you should talk. I meant more in the form of the <laughs> box office numbers. But oh, box office, yeah. So Tony Stark is a womanizer in the movie. He sleeps with yep. two people in the movie. Um, uh, yep. He doesn't. He disregards tech. He um, he thinks he's the best at everything. Um, but there is, yeah, I put only seeing oh only seeing small picture. So he used to be a very small picture kind of guy, right? Build weapons, yeah. get them out there. Doesn't care, right? Um, which is, which is kind of how we start as a, like when we're younger, when we're teenagers, I mean, you and I, Dustin, the same thing when we would go out running and places that shall not be named (laughs) doing stupid things, we were very short sighted, right? There was no, we're in school. It really is just day to day, you know, uh, now we see things a little bit further, right? Um, yeah. So that's the same as Tony Stark. He was very short-sighted in this movie. So you know, a lot of kids can relate, even though, you know, should I like you, Donna? I don't know what my mom's trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. I was also reading the same thing. I was like, should I like you, Donna? Like, are we talking about donuts or are we talking about Donna? Oh, my sister just sent me a Dana? picture. Hang on, I'm gonna open it up. Look, we're on the big screen, Dustin. Look, we are? Okay. Oh, you're seeing on this one. No, my. You're seeing on this one. Can you see it? Okay, yeah. Oh, my. All right. <laughs> that's that's quite impressionable. Okay. Um, so, we're, we're kids. We're naive, you know, things like that. Um. Yes. Yes, I was like that mother. Not now, but I was. Um, he wasn't honest with himself. Tony wasn't honest with himself. Again, when it comes with short-sightedness, it's because you don't want to look at the future and you don't want to think about the future, so you don't want to think about yourself. Right? So I feel like he was very um, not honest with himself. I know, Dustin, that maybe you may have times like that. I know when I had times like that. Um. I put objectification. Um, so, and it's, you know, Tony and all was just, the movie itself, there were so many undertones. Uh, how society sometimes treats media, uh, corruption within corporations, because remember, Obadiah wanted to vote him out, but he made it look like the board did, and it was more more money. Uh, it talked about uniqueness, 
and not everybody's the same. I mean, we all have seen that iconic uh, scene where he's like, Tony Stark built this with scraps in a cave. You know, and, and the guy's like, well, I'm not Tony Stark. You know, it's, it talks about individualism. Which <laughs> foreshadows into one of the other villains in, like, the 23rd <laughs> film. That's, That's hilarious. Marvel Studios. Yeah, I know, um, right? It was, I think, just iconic in the way that it discussed everything. Like, you be yourself, be true to yourself. And you saw that when Iron Man wrapped up at the end. He's like, I am Iron Man. He's taking ownership of that, right? And it's just, it's, it's a remarkable thing. I was hoping for a more deeper conversation with Dustin to input, but it seems like I'm just going to keep talking. Well, you know what I find interesting is that, like, down the road in the series, you get to understand his mindset and how he thinks about, you know, the, the you know, long goal, the uh, long play, uh, and, and how that creates PTSD in the third installment. You know what I mean? Like, he goes through quite a lot of uh, hurdles in his emotional journey, uh, whereas Captain America kind of has a simpler wow. arc. Uh, but, you know, Iron Man has, I think, uh, a much more um, relatable path uh, in the long play when we get to Avengers uh, Endgame. Uh, but this is a fire starter in the franchise. This is what brought AMCU uh, to the forefront of everyone's minds. Uh, now, let's be real. Back then, uh, it was a crapshoot. Nobody knew that it was going to work it out. It was huge. And uh, I mean, yeah. how is a dude, like, how is a a-hole going to translate on screen, right? Because, yes, if you read the comics, you see that Tony Stark is, uh, what he says in uh, Avengers, a thoramp- I can't say the word. But a rich person, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I, I, but I wanted to. This movie was just right in every way. When you actually like tear it down, uh, I mean, it has terrorism in there. And actually, you know what? This goes back to, um, because terrorists in this movie are made to seem like they're. I can't remember with Iraq, right? Is it Iraq that he gets kidnapped in? Afghanistan yeah, or Pakistani or something. But it's know. actually the Americans that were behind that, right? And I felt yeah, like yeah, that was just yeah. such an interesting undertone because there have been wars when Bush was president's president, presidency. Yeah. He did work with Osama and gave them the weapons and then later on went to war with them, Right. Yeah, the U.S. have given Afghanistan weapons in the past and fought proxy wars in that area. So it's like, yeah, it makes sense that they would have these kind of tones in the first introduction of the whole MCU, which is something relatable to people, especially in the United States, coming out of the you know war in Afghanistan, uh, the uh, like and the war in the Middle East. Uh, fundamentally, was uh, it was kind of a a nod to that part of history, unfortunately, because it, it, it did happen. It was happening. Yes. You know, 2008 yeah. was the butt end of really the re- withdrawal of the troops uh, during the, those times, right? So right. It, it was also so, social commentary yeah. in that respect. It, it, yeah. yeah, I was talking, yeah, very true. But I, it also talked about or spoke uh, like more like don't believe everything you see. Like not everything is what it's... M- what it like 
What's the word? Why is the word escaping me? Not everything is what it seems. Is basically what I'm saying, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about like right now. I'm trying to relate it to everything right now. You know, we see a lot of stuff on media, you know, and, and things being blown out of proportion. And this movie just kind of showed a little bit of like, if you opened up your eyes, like Tony did, if you open your eyes, there's a whole world out there. I mean, Nick Fury says it. If you wait for the credits to end and he comes on and he's like, you think you're the only superhero that's emerged? The only one that it's basically like saying, are you the only one that's woken up? You know, it's about time. There's more things that need to be done. You know, and I feel like we need to kind of open up our eyes, and look around and be those superheroes that we like to watch all the time. <laughs> Disconnect. What, what are you talking about, Dustin? Oh, did Dustin disconnect? See, he doesn't move a lot, so I thought he was already on there. Okay, hang on. We're going to bring Dustin back in. Watch these magic hands. Disappear. Hang on, Dustin. I'm going to bring you back. That's a little weird. I'm going to bring Dustin back to you. We're going to save him. Otherwise, it's just going to be me on stream. Okay. While Dustin figures that out, uh, you could send, just call me when you're ready to go, Dustin, and I'll answer the call. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Great. I was sending another invite, but you weren't answering the call. So when you're ready, send me the call. It says that you're not online. So when you're ready, call me. And then I'll bring you in. So yeah. That's what I wanted to discuss. Are you are you not online? I'm online. It says active. I'm gonna try again. I love this. Somebody's probably watching Netflix on your phone. Try closing yours and, and coming back in, and then send me the invite, or the call. Log, like, shut the app down and then come back in. Well, this is fun. I knew things the moment that I couldn't get on Facebook for whatever reason. There's a rare spawn. Oh, yes, I did hear about that event. I would love to get in on it. As soon as I'm done, I have some things I need to do. Some projects I need to get done, and then I'm going to be hopping on some Borderlands. Uh, back to Iron Man. We're not going to stop this train. 
I just think that if you watch the movie with a different view, the undertones in it become more apparent. Uh, that sometimes society can be objectifying. Sometimes if your mind is closed, things can still happen. The world still happens whether or not you're engaged in what's going on. Um, I feel that we need to be more engaged with things, uh, have our eyes open. Uh, Tony's just a good way to start. He's um, I know in the personalities you have the id and you have the – I can't remember the adult and the kid. Tony at the beginning with the Iron Man is more of a kid. He has his toys. He likes to build. He likes to play. He doesn't like to really listen to authority. But by the end, he kind of comes around. I mean, it's more apparent in two and definitely becomes apparent in three with different undertones happening in both those movies. But I really do believe that this one was the stepping stone that a movie, a comic book movie can be serious. Hang on. Dustin's calling. Let's get him in. Dustin, hey, you're back. I fixed it. You're back. I missed hey, sorry, you. Folks. No, I'm sorry. sorry, folks. It's okay. I was just, I was just kind of wrapping up. Are you calling again? Oh no, my computer's just glitching. It's all good. Uh, I was just wrapping up that uh, you should watch Iron Man again. Go back, but watch with it a different eye. You know, uh, there's not much in the way of great cinematic shots, to be honest. It's just CGI. Um, Obadiah plays the classic villain. You know, it's amazing to watch all these villains that the main villain in any movie is just copying the hero, like their suits or whatever's happening. That's that's the Marvel formula. No, but that's I mean, the... like, I, it is, and it's easy to do. But I think when you actually think about it, is that the villains are villains because they can't accept or evolve in any sense, right? They can only steal because them themselves can't come up with a better idea. Yeah. Right? So Pretty I really much. think that Obadiah is the best. Uh, I mean, he says at the end, he's like, you had a real gem or something here, and now stay still, you little B-word. I'm going to shoot you. you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think that he's the best representation of that and that if you just stay true stay smart that you're going to come out on top and sometimes play smart instead of hard dustin we did a challenge last week now i've been yes. waiting for alicia to to show up but she does not seem like she's going to you know what how I long do? how long has the program been going at the moment oh it's almost 30 minutes you know what I didn't do is shut my door. So I'm going to shut my door real quick. And you're going to tell the people what the challenge was. Okay, so we were doing something for fun, just for kicks. Uh, last episode, 11, uh, we were doing a list. Uh, now, I think a lot of people have gotten this through Instagram as well. I've been seeing it spread around uh, in different kind of uh, graphics and uh, font. But uh, generally, it's called a 30-day music challenge. Mm -hmm. And uh, we listed days one to five last time, which was a song you like with a color in the title, a song you like with a number in the title, a song that reminds you of summertime, a song that reminds you of someone you would rather forget about, and then the last one being a song that needs to be played aloud. Okay. And those were the original five. We already answered that, that uh, on the last episode, and we're going to continue from six to ten. All right, uh, start us off then. 
Okay, I'm going to start you off. Uh, song you like uh, to dance with, is it? Yeah, song that makes you want to dance. Yeah. Go ahead, man. No, you go first. Oh, me? Yeah, you start off. Okay, I'm going to go with the song that got me laid. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's okay. called uh, Get Lucky by Daft Punk. <laughs> oh, oh, can you give me a little rhythm? I think I know what it is, but I want to hear it. It's with Pharrell Williams, remember? Uh, uh, we all like to get lucky. Oh, you know, that, okay, yeah, yeah. I can't play yeah. anything, we'll get striked, but I know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know, that's the reason why I'm not trying to give too much of the song away. I'm just like, get lucky, you know what I mean? Yeah, Carrie's, and Carrie's the not messaging in the, in the, in the fa YouTube, but he's messaging on, on here. So, he says, oh man, a music challenge that I'm not in on. Well, well Carrie, you could, um, I'm going to send you this. And then you could give us some. You can play right now. Yeah, like, play right now. Play with it's us live right now. with us. I'm gonna send you this. I wish this was faster, but you know, technology. Anyway, so yeah, just to repeat, "Get Lucky" by Daft Punk. That's the song I like to dance to. Mm -hmm. Okay, my turn. Yeah, your turn. To to dance to to dance to man. You know what? It sounds weird, and I feel like I'm saying a lot of old songs. I'm actually going to say um, Blues Brothers, Need Somebody. I love that song. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie? Just how they, I like, have. It's on dance Netflix. all over the... I love it. It's just good. I know, man. You it's can't good. help it's but good. not. It's good old, it's good old-fashioned movies back in the day. <laughs> all right. So hopefully, Carrie can chime in at some point, but uh, should we drive up to the next one, then? Yes, absolutely. So the next one is... All right, day, I see so what you day, did there. Yeah, yeah. So day seven, a song to drive to. This is a tough one. Uh, oof, you're going to have to go first. Okay, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Ooh, are you just saying that because of the movie? Wayne's World, man. That that I that iconizes the whole thing. Like Now it's worth listening every time you're in the car. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mike Myers was like, it's okay. We've all done it. Might as well do it like tradition. <laughs> you know what I mean? And sing along, yeah. obviously, and try to do the high and low parts in various orders and stuff Fiero, like that. So, yeah, that's right. Magnifico! Anyway. No one gets struck. <laughs> get struck. Don't get copyright struck. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what's your second one, man? What is the song you want to drive to? You know what? It's a new one, and I know you're going to love it. Billie Eilish, See Me in a Crown. It's okay. actually really fun to listen to while driving. Yeah, you like driving with think that too? Think of it. Too? You have the it's a convertible. I don't have a convertible, but think of it. You have a convertible. Hand on the, on the, on the, on the wheel. Arm on the window thing. Yeah, okay. Just All driving. right, buddy. You know, the, the bass... <laughs> See me in a crown, you know. Yeah, people like it. People get it. The chat gets it. Carrie might get it. We'll see what his second here, choice will be. He says here anything by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Great driving music. Oh hey, all right, finally chiming in. This is good. Uh, it would be better if he chimed in on the chat. On the YouTube chat. <laughs> That's okay, man. That's okay. It's all forgiven. All is forgiven. Fair. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one is a song about drugs 
or alcohol? Oh. Hmm. Dustin, this is a tough one for me. Was it tough for you? Was not tough for me, man. <laughs> During the heydays of the '90s, did I listen to these people? Uh, in this case, it's Gin and Juice Two by uh, Snoop Dogg. Um, why do you choose that song? Well, because it is about the you know uh, all the extremes and pleasures of uh, success, uh, enabling you to do everything you could possibly imagine. Drugs, drugs on hookers, uh, or uh, or booze on hookers, whatever you can take it in any orifice you want. Okay, <laughs> that kind of you Justin, know concept. Your, your that, song choices surprise me. But do they? I think that that's what is pretty cool about this challenge, is because you choose songs that you just wouldn't think about. Uh, Carrie did respond. He says here, "Lucy in the sky with diamonds." Oh, nice choice. Nice choice. I don't know why, but I assume that you and him understand why. Well, it's the Beatles. And there was a lot of psychedelic rock during the time when they were going through that phase. It's like, well, you know, like uh, Yellow Submarine, like you pick. Uh, oh, that one. That one's oh. totally a drug song. <laughs> that was a drug album. <laughs> it was a different time. It was the 60s. I know, man. Everybody just permits it. It's like, oh, it's scoff it off. It was the 60s. Let them have it. Anyway, every generation has a psychedelic age, I suppose, or a decade, if you want to say. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was that was my choice for number three about uh, drugs and alcohol. And wow. yours was? I didn't. I think that I didn't do that because this one was really hard for me because even when I was young, I wasn't, like, into drugs or anything like that or thinking about it. Yeah. So, like, a song that would, like, put me in that space. Oh, I, I, I just don't know right now. Carrie? Uh, How about Carrie? Carrie said the diamonds in the sky. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. So, we came up with ours, but you, you're still struggling the, with yeah, that. I'm the only one that has it. Okay, all right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back this to that one. This one's an easy one, though. The fourth one? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, a song that makes you happy. Are you going to say happy? Because no. we're happy. Nope. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Nope. Fair enough. Go ahead, Dustin. What do you... <laughs> uh, Take On Me by AHA. Ah. Why does that make you happy? I think it's because of all the good times where we had done a karaoke, you and I, especially in Songstar. Singstar. <laughs> Singstar, sorry. Yes. My bad. We could do uh, that, you know. Uh, there is a third-party application that you could use, and you could sing. Like, it's a singing game on Twitch where you could vote for the next song to play. And you get, like, a little audience and whatnot. I think that that would be fun. We should do something like that. <laughs> if chat, if people want to see something like that, let us know. We can make it happen. I can make it happen. Um, yeah. Aha, that's a good choice, man. But that was yeah, a take good choice for me. A lot of good memories with that one. Um, I think the one that caught my ear, and you know what? It's recent, so it's not something that's ongoing, but it does make me happy every time I see hear it. And I know it sounds weird. Don't make fun of me. A ma uh, constant sorrow. From Interesting. Oh, brother, we're out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I oh, that song just makes me so happy, just because there's so many weird things happening in it. <laughs> 
though. So true. And if you could see the movie, see the movie. It's actually pretty good. I think I have. I have. George Clooney. Uh, very interesting yeah. comedy yeah. musical kind of thing. Uh, but um, uh, is Carrie got an entry for this one out of curiosity? Oh, yeah, he did. No. He says here, can he plug his own song? Of course he can, Carrie. <laughs> He's like a bad day away. Just kidding. No, but you should go check out his new video. I believe it is Bad Day Away. I'll put the link in there and you'll be able to see it. Uh, he's like, Take On Me is, just, is a good choice, Dustin. Uh, he says, I say Billie Eilish, actually. Bad guy has grown on me and it's fun to play. <laughs> right on, Carrie. Way to stick it to it. You know what? I actually agree with that. I like I like Billy Addis songs are just fun, but I don't see them as like because the question was, oh happy makes you happy. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of makes me want to tap my toe. <laughs> it makes Dustin want to do other things to himself. But <laughs> um. Okay. Next question is uh, a song that makes you sad. Is it? Yeah. Dustin, what makes you sad? Uh, Crying in the Rain by AHA. <laughs> wow. They had another song? Yeah. I, I'm doubling down on AHA for the last two right here. Since you're doubling down on uh, uh, that other artist, uh, by Billie Eilish and all that. Uh, so uh, I'm going with Crying in the Rain. Uh, I, I guess you've never heard of it? No. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I'm surprised they had more than one. Yeah, check out uh, on YouTube "Crying in the Rain." Uh, uh, it's it's a pretty impressive kind of uh, song, to be honest, with their range, in my opinion, right? Because it sounds like a Western, hmm. more inspired kind of tune. It's not it's not uh, a hit wonder though. It's like a hidden gem kind of thing, right? Hidden gem, yeah. I would say for Aha is is "Crying in the Rain." Believe okay. it or not, really nice. As we wait for Start, Carrie to, to uh, chime in. Yeah, we'll wait for Carrie. Uh, how is... about you? Oh, I just had it. I just had it, Dustin. You just had it? I did just have it, and now it's gone. You know how you have a thought, and then it goes away? And you're like, crap. To make me sad. You know what would really help if I wrote these down? <laughs> uh, well, I, I plugged them in on my notepad for my phone, so it's I'm like, smart. yeah, I'll just draw that. Bad internet connect while gaming. Saddest song ever. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That is a sad did, song. Did, what kind of song? What kind of music does it sound like in that case? Is it just you weeping in the background, Dylan, or is it like you know, or is it more of the aggressive thrash metal like? God damn it! <laughs> oh, it's Fleetwood Mac. Okay, gotcha. Wait, that's an actual song? No, Fleetwood Mac is a is a group. That's yeah, a group. Yeah. Is that not, there's a song to that or no? Or is it the internet? I don't know. Uh, he's saying Fleetwood Mac. I don't know what FR before it stands for. Okay. Carrie did sign time in. Okay. He says here, here's a really emotional, sad song. A lot of people may not know. Sad and uh, Sun and Moon by Above and Beyond. He says a beautiful tearjerker tune. No, Carrie, he's like, sorry for going non-mainstream. No, dude. We, we encourage everything. Oh, you're just saying Fleetwood Mac in general. Yeah, they do a lot of sad songs. 
Yeah. I think the yep. one of my favorite songs from Fleetwood Mac is um, What Hurts the Most. I think that's a good song. I like that. That's a sad song. That's a sad song. There you go. Is that your pick? That's my pick. Okay, that's your pick. <laughs> right on. <laughs> What's the next one, Dustin? Uh, that's it. That's that's. That's all the, our days. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That's five. Okay. Okay. So the next. This so the next week. five. Well, yeah. Let's just. Uh, I guess we'll mention the next ones for for next week. I guess. Uh, a song that you never get tired of. That's one. A song that you love from 2011. <laughs> okay. Specifically. Uh, I'm serious. That's that's. Carrie can plug his songs. Uh, one of your favorite 70s songs. Mm. A song that you would love played at your wedding. Well, that could be juicy. Uh, a song that is a cover by another artist. There you go. Okay. Uh, Carrie corrected me. I don't know if you could see it on the screen here. Uh, so what hurts the most is by Rascal Flatts. Or, yeah, Rascal Flatts. So Fleetwood Mac is a different group. And I may know their songs too, but they may sound the same. There's a lot of bands that sound the same, Dustin. There are a lot of copies of copies, man. That's just the way it is. People emulate each other's art. That's just human nature. Why, it's perfectly fine. Does. When Marvel do I... does it, it's called a boring plot device. But when artists do it, it could be good. What, what? Um, you know, I don't want to say that the craft of making a formulaic kind of uh, serialized film series for the first time, like it's it's they're masters at the craft for sure. They honed it. They did it while DC tried to, but kind of failed. And admittedly gave up on it at some point. Uh, but, you know, this battle of, like, DC and Marvel is kind of irrelevant now because the comic book industry is in dire straits for some reason uh, without not, you know, being able to make a lot of physical sales. They're being threatened by, you know, Marvel and DC kind of making a decision to push towards digital sales. But that undermines the industry to some extent you know what i mean like there's some interesting politics right now happening i feel like that marvel has kind of phoned it in recent movie installments either way yeah but i do feel like they started with something special uh of course it's a big machine now there's too many hands in the pot anyways yeah and i feel bad for small like can you imagine if kick-ass came out anytime after Phase 2, like after Avengers, I really don't think it would have done well. Or did it come out at the same time as Avengers? Hey, Google, when did Kick-Ass come out? 2010. No, 2010. So Avengers came out 2012. And as, as you saw, I mean, the second movie for Kick-Ass did not do well. Yeah, for some reason, a second one did not do so well. <laughs> so... And I think it's because we got so used to universes, things happening, you know. Yeah, I think we were getting used to a serialized uh, franchise. That's what's going on. Like, they trained us like pretty good lab rats, if you ask me, with the whole end credits thing. And you know how in the first few movies I've missed end credits and regretted it? And then, (laughs) like, some... 
Well, yeah, and then I think religiously after the Avengers end credit was when I was like, I gotta fucking stay around for this shit. Really, Avengers? Oh, you didn't Avengers. see through the Hulk, Captain America. Thor. That's what I'm saying. I missed a lot of the original wow. end credit scenes. I had to watch them on Blu-ray. Wow, that's a shame, Dustin. Yeah, I was quite shocked myself. I was like, wow, I kind of got late into this you know, franchise bandwagon, as you can call it, you know, for movie watching. Because I didn't take it seriously until final culmination film. After that, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm on board. You guys got me. Now you guys want me, you know, wanting to watch more. Uh, and then I rewatched, of course, Iron Man all the way to all of phase one, all of phase one, basically. Rewatching phase one just to kind of get a good feel. Of the importance of you know uh, Iron Man and everything else that came before, right? Sorry, your your picture and picture. That's how I find it. Is that serious? Yeah. Well, really? you can't see. It's not on your end. It's I don't know what it is. This is why you try not to do things on Wi-Fi. But well, I plug oh, into wire you? now to oh, fix okay. the problem. Okay. Yeah, it's. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, Dustin, what are you looking to do this week? What are you doing besides playing Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> uh, besides Final Fantasy VII yep. remake, um, uh, there's going to be another um, uh, time I'm going to hang out with my old man. We're going to watch a movie called uh, uh, Don Quixote. What is that? Uh, which is kind of a, uh, I don't know if uh, you know about the writer, uh, one of the actors from Monty Python. Oh. He's trying to make this movie called the you know Legend of Don Quixote or something like that, and uh, originally Johnny Depp was supposed to actually be in it, uh, but for some strange reason in development hell for thirty years after its conceptualization, like this guy managed to make a movie. Now they replaced uh, Johnny Depp with Adam Driver, oh. uh, Kylo Ren, uh, for the role that, uh, that you know Johnny Depp originally was supposed to have, and then. Uh, they uh, picked uh, uh, Jonathan Price, I think is his name, uh, who played the role of Don Quixote. Right? Uh, it's a it's a it's a comedy. It's kind of like uh, what you'd expect from a Mel Brooks movie. I know, but I just don't uh, see like, Adam uh, Driver in that. Well, that's the thing. You know, the writing is so good that you don't really care about his performance, or at least that's what uh, I've been hearing for reviews. Uh, I want to check it out, and I have not seen this movie, and I thought, why not? Check it out with your old man. So I'm going to do that. Um, of course, I'm working the regular hours and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I uh, am developing, I guess, uh, a, a, a jingle. Oh, actually, yeah. Speaking of jingle, I was I almost forgot. Yeah. Thank you, Dustin, for bringing it up. Do you have a taste of this jingle? Do I have a taste he was of ready. this jingle? No, the oh man, like off screen right there. Of course, I'm ready. <laughs> I anticipated the request, is what I'm saying. Uh, hold on, though. I need to... Because I didn't memorize the lyrics at all. This I just kind of... Frank Carey. Wrote. He sent the picture. He's watching us right now. He's going to be on next week, by the way. So Dustin is doing a song that maybe Carey can help him finish next week. <laughs> I don't. Here's the problem, though, with conference calling specifically. When you're playing an instrument and you're singing at the same time, it does some weird modulation issue yeah. with the feedback. Well, we're not expecting so, perfection here. 
You may not hear me very well compared to recording it and so playing it digitally. So before you start, I'm going to give you some context. Know. So last week, uh, we thought it'd be cool if Dustin made a jingle. What, what about? We didn't have an idea. However, Dustin does this great thing with Surrey Honda, one of our great sponsors of Close Look. They give us the platform here. They help us keep the platform here to, to, to do things. But I thought it'd be a cool idea to have Dustin play a jingle about Honda or around the jingle that he already does for Honda. So this is what he came up with. We're gonna, I'm going to go silent. He's going to play it. The floor is yours. All right. Sorry, Honda. Check him out. Selling the latest deals. Sorry, Honda. Don't you know? On 152nd and Fraser Highway. Sorry, Honda. That, that, okay, it's okay. That's, I'm, good. I'm, that's good. That was terrible. <laughs> I was out of sync when I was trying because I have the stupid MS, uh, messenger uh, bubble over the wow. words here. Blame it on the messenger bubble. And I missed out on selling cars for the latest deals because I'm trying to go with like Surrey Honda, check them, check them out, uh, selling cars for the latest deals. Surrey Honda, don't you know, on 152nd and Fraser Highway was what, what I was trying to go with. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of difficult after you're a little bit, um, you know. Sorry, I thought I saw, I thought I I saw Alicia. Run. And that was me. That's just me. No, it's not. Oh. Well, yeah, that's that's just those riffs. I don't even know how well <laughs> Dylan, that was heard. To Dylan Butler. Take off. That's it. That's all you can say. You get strike. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, the reason why we're on YouTube is because for whatever reason, Facebook, whenever I try to go live, which has worked every other week, and this past Thursday when I had an interview with Francis and Balrash, it worked fine. But for whatever reason, when I went today, I went to the go live. I went to Publishing Tools live like I usually do. Dustin sees me do this whenever we're in studio. And it works. But when I click on it, it kicks me back to choose pages. Because we have three pages for Close Look. And then I do it again and the cycle just keeps repeating. And for the life of me, I cannot figure it out. So I put the question to a bunch of places. I'm putting the question here. If you have an idea, please let me know. But, Dustin, good job, I gotta say. That was not bad. Better than what? What are you looking at? What are you looking at? The disaster that was that jingle. Oh my god, he's watching himself <laughs> while we're live. You can wait. It's terrible. It's terrible. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, you know what's funny about that is that you gave me a whole week and I did nothing until today. I developed those lyrics in 15 minutes and the, the melody. <laughs> That's the reality of the situation. What have we learned here, kids? You don't do things last minute. You know, don't procrastinate. That's really like bad me. advice because I'm pretty sure in high school I did do nothing but that. So there's a time and place to procrastinate, but in this case, uh, well, you know what? I'm actually quite impressed with how quick I was able to come up with that in 15 minutes. I, to be I, honest, I, was I like, think uh, if you move away from just staying on the lyrics 
like the, what you actually say verbatim and kind of like maybe make different words that rhyme with each other or whatever it is that you need to do, you know, then I think that would be better. And just incorporate some of I think the recording sounds better. <laughs> I think the recording sounds better because I was uh, experiencing a nervous uh, take of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, the word escapes me for some reason. Uh, stage oh, fright. That's what it is. Because I'm on camera, and you know I don't like uh, being on camera, so naturally I have that go. kind of apprehension. Nothing was coming to my mind. Anyway, uh, in the last 15 minutes, I tried to compile some sort of lyrics in regards to this uh, little jingle for Surrey Honda. Anyway, the let's third see version. if I can... Oh, you want the third version? Okay. Yeah, third one. Okay, number three. Surrey Honda, check him out. Selling cars for the latest deals. Surrey Honda, don't you know? That's all I'm going to give you. Okay. There you Pure go. Your masterpiece, Dylan says, and it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, the, the, I, you know, fudged up on my initial performance. So I was like, you know what? The recording does justice because I don't have to deal with the pressure of the camera. That's fine. I get that. But with that being said, I think we're nearing, well, we have about nine minutes, but we're nearing the end. Dustin, what kind of, we're still in COVID, we're still in COVID mode, which means we're still at home. Uh, what kind of inspiration can you give somebody right now? Well, uh, pretty much uh, during these times, you're going to be dealing with a lot of uh mental issues to be honest because uh a lot of people's lives have been completely abruptly uh stopped interrupted by the flow uh what's been going on through these uh questionable pandemic times and uh naturally the regression it's kind of interesting because the governing forces are like you know you must regress to save the populace and uh for those who are natural regressors or at least people who like to naturally uh, uh, become reclusive is like, you know, introverts and people like that who can be very busy body, but in a small space or in one place, mm -hmm. you know what I, I mean? And uh, then there are people uh, who function on uh, social interaction on a daily. It's like they can't breathe without seeing 15 or 20 individuals Actually, a day, a couple people things like that. Like that. <laughs> there you go. Right. Uh, so uh, those people are having probably the hardest in my opinion. Uh, for someone like myself, I'm quite aptly adjusted. I mean, you're doing exactly <laughs> what Dylan said in chat. Buy Final Fantasy and be happy. That's right. That's that's what I was happening for the first four hours. You know, I, I, I uh, smoked a little bit and then I just was like, you know what? I'm going to have a happy moment with this uh, return of an old uh, oldie, I guess. And uh, I was grinning I, the whole I really way think through. That it was a magical experience. Being isolated is, is interesting, but I, I was in a conversation this morning, um, and it was about being isolated but still being creative, right? Yeah. I think that we need to still challenge ourselves and do it in any form. I mean, for me, there is never a day where I'm not working on a project or a video of some kind, 
learning Udemy and it just continues on. That's like my week, but I am an introvert like Dustin. I really am. I could be at home and just watch movies all day. I never get bored of watching movies ever. Yeah. I never get tired of get, losing myself yeah. in the imagination. I don't know. Some people can yeah. like, they can only take, I know I was on a conversation yesterday where it actually nauseated somebody where he was watching a TV, like one of the shows on Netflix that binge, he says that he felt so yeah. rotten that he had to take a break and he almost threw up. And to me, when he was, I was like, really? How? I've never done something so much. Like, I've never put myself in a situation where I haven't, where I've wanted to throw up. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. But movies, TV stuff, I can binge watch so many things and watch. I, how many times have I, you've, I mean, you have watched the Infinity Saga. I have I, I watched, have watched it multiple times. I think times. like more than 12 times, maybe. So, <laughs> give or take. And playing video <laughs> games, even though I can't do it hours on end like I used to, I still do, right? So, it's it's really, this is just your time to, again, it's a lot of self-reflection, right? It's what do you deem important? And just stay informed. You could still go outside. Just maintain physical distance. You know, don't purposely go up to somebody to bug them. Wear your mask, gloves if you need to. It's a nice day. It's It was a high of 16 today. You know? 16. What was the high? 16. Wow. So, I'm <laughs> sweating impressive. right now. You're sweating. Well... You have a lot Dude, of equipment running so at the hot. same time. So. I'm going to show you yeah. a little bit, a little sneak peek. So this is where I have chat. This TV alone emits like heat like crazy. And plus I put these curtains up so it blocks off some of the light, which is not too bad right now. But I also have this light right here. And that's super hot. So... I am like burning. I'm sweating. Anyways, little things here and there. Dustin, so what? Are, what's run down? Well, so next week we're gonna run down the music cha challenge. I'm gonna put the picture in the post, and then I'm gonna share that post. So if you want to be involved or you want to, Dustin's gonna send me what days we're doing again, so that I can put it in the chat. But um, if you want to be a part of this show or a guest of whatever day, I do special interviews throughout the week. So you're probably going to see a lot more content on that front. Um, I know Simi's doing things. So you're going to see more interviews and stuff coming from her. Close Look right now has not forgotten everybody. Thank you, Dustin. appreciate that. Can you put pictures in there too or no? Um, not, I don't think I can put pictures in chat, no. Unless oh, you yeah, can. Yeah. I'll do it after. Um, if you want to be a part of this or be involved, we always look for people to talk to or interview or whatever it may be. Uh, you could go to closelook.com.ca. Closelook.ca. My God, I've been with them for months now. Uh, <laughs> you can catch me streaming on Tuesday. I'll probably do it more regularly. 
I'm involved in a lot of different streams and a lot of different things happening. So I do my best. Um, Dustin, can they find you on anything? What are you up to? What are you up to? Can, can they find me where? Streaming, doing stuff where you're just doing. No, no, I don't uh, necessarily possess the equipment to actually uh, effectively uh, sustain a stream. <laughs> So uh, I just uh, generally um, restrict my acti activities to solo stuff. I mean, uh, we did have that one uh, match where we didn't do as terribly as last time in Risk with uh, yes. Lawrence. Uh, that was, I think, last time we I played with you. Yeah, we're not that great. Uh, well, you know, you, 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 as soon as people get Australia... <laughs> Or South America, it's game uh, over. <laughs> Carrie said that he would love to do Dustin's jingle cover. Oh my God! <laughs> He's no. gonna remix it. <laughs> Sorry, well, hum, hum, the, hum, the audio hum, that you have. Honda. Burr, burr, oh burr, shit! Burr. <laughs> oh wow. You're going to give him that audio file and he's going to fucking destroy it. Uh, I'm just kidding, man. I know Carrie's a good man. He's, he's talented. He's musically in, uh, adept. Of course, he would be able to do something magical with it. So with that being said, we're going to do our outro. And I hope everybody has a good day. All right. Uh, you can find us here next Sunday, 7 p.m., YouTube or Facebook. I'm going to update you on my situation. But again, if you have a solution, please. Send it to me. Oi. And a shout out to Alicia Brar. She is not with us in this oh, we episode, but we do uh, wish her uh, a safe week yep. ahead. I did. And, I um, sent her a heartfelt message in our group chat saying that we miss her and that she's part of the team. Um, anyways, this has been Close Look. Thank you for watching. Dustin, do the thing. This program is sponsored by Surrey Honda on 152nd and Fraser Highway. For excellent service and the latest deals, check out surreyhonda.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you.